One, two, ten. You're listening to the Claim the Throne Bloodcast, coming on you with insights into what it's really like to be in a do-it-yourself metal band in 2015. Who is it? Welcome back to the Bloodcast with Claim the Throne, episode 37. I'm Cabba. And I'm Ash. Thanks for tuning in again for another week. We are folk melodic death band from Perth, Western Australia, bringing you all the goss on being a DIY musician and uh, specifically in metal band these days in 2015. So thanks again for tuning in. All the podcasts available at claimthethrone.net or just search Claim the Throne in your podcast app and tell your friends, leave reviews, be nice to us and uh, we'll get along just fine. Any news, Ash? What's cracking? I've got no news, just a cup of tea. Well, let's get underway. Uh, we do have a very special guest for you guys on this episode uh, it's an upcoming metal legend uh, that we have had the privilege of <laughs> touring with before. Uh, recently on our uh, Forged in Frost tour of USA and Canada, uh, he is from a band called Primal Frost, a really killer uh, group from Toronto in Canada um, in the vein of Winter Sun and that sort of thing. Um, a real shredder and has recently even joined the almighty Vital Remains, which is quite a feat in itself. So really honored to be talking to Dean Arnold today. How are you going, man? It's good to see you guys again. <laughs> you too. Definitely missed you a lot. So, so thanks far for away. Us. I know. Yeah. You've just woken up, hung over by the sounds of it, and we're about to go to bed before work. Oh, tomorrow. not that hungover. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just lack of sleep the whole week. Been busy. Really? And I mean, going going out to Mexico uh, with vitals <laughs> like next week and stuff. So there's so much stuff I got to figure out. And then after then, we're going to be working on the album together and stuff. So there's so many like things I got to take care of, like packing and everything like that, you know, and, and working on top of that. So very tired. But yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah, I mean, do we cover everything off about you? Is there anything that was uh, wrong or anything we missed? Maybe just give everyone a bit of a hello As and who is Dean? So guys, I'm, I'm Dean. I play in the band uh, Primal Frost, now officially of uh, Vital Remains. And uh, I just got back from a few tours with them. We toured uh, all over the, the US with uh, with a band called Vale of Nath from Colorado. And uh, before then, we were just in Brazil for, um, for about five shows and then uh, one show in Chile as well. And that was really killer as well, especially because it was my first time ever going to that part of the world and stuff. And uh, it's really been just an amazing experience so far just to be able to like actually see the world with these guys and and just play music for people and stuff like it's like it's a really a new thing for for me, really, like just actually just to be able to see stuff like this. You know what I mean? And it's really a dream come true, honestly, because I'm with the group that's so devoted to what they do and and we're all all serious about touring and uh, and writing music together and stuff like that. And it's, it's really been going well so far. Man, that's killer. Um, it's really funny because we like had that tour with you across a few shows in Canada and a couple in the States. And uh, yeah. yeah, you were saying it's like your first international tour, you know, yeah. just heading heading into the US for a couple of shows. And then, you know, <laughs> six weeks later, you're in South America with Vital Remains. You Pretty know, much, yeah. yeah <laughs> insane stuff. Like, how, like, what's the difference between the two things? Um, I think really just... Uh Definitely, like when, because when we we did our shows together, like we played in uh, it was Rochester, uh, Burlington, Vermont, and we did we did Montreal as well, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, like those were all like because we were all just doing like just general like local shows and stuff like that, and and it was like a lot of fun. Like the crowds are really good, you know, really into it and stuff. But uh, what it, what's really interesting when like being being able to play with Vital is just uh, the fact that when I went to uh, South America just to see like just how how much much of another thing just metal is to like that part of the world you know what i mean like the whole scene is just is just on another level like this the the devotion from like the fans and stuff like that they're just they just it's hard to describe honestly like like i remember that my like just the shows we did in brazil and and chile were just every person there like as soon as you walk off stage and like i've only that was only like my first few shows with the band like i'm not i wasn't i'm not like known for being in vital and stuff like that but they just like every single person wants to be like, wants to take a picture with you. They all, they all like just want to meet you. They just want to talk to you. And the biggest thing is they all want your picks too. Every single, every single show they're like, I want to pick, I want to pick. And it was really tough because I actually had to do the whole U S tour with just three picks because <laughs> I, I, I use these, uh, XL jazz threes that are like really hard to find. I can't find them in stores and stuff and I can't really use any other picks. So I was just like, <laughs> like two or three of them for like eight for like an 18 day tour and stuff and, and there were a few people in the u.s also that like they they say oh they want picks and stuff but like i'm just like sorry i got three left uh, are you I gonna get some custom design ones maybe 
even then, I I can't really stray away from from the XL Jazz I don't know. I've been using these since like I don't know for the last four or five years or so, and every other pick that I use, it just it feels weird. You know what I mean? So if I get lucky enough to get like an endorsement of some sort, I'd be like, sorry, I'm using <laughs> these picks. <I'm> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. hit them up. Surely that could help you out. Oh, yeah. uh, either way, but yeah. Overall, though, like it's just it's it was really an incredible thing to see South American stuff, and not only that, we. Just the things we got to see just outside of playing shows like we did. Um, <clears throat> we actually had four days off in Rio, which is like which kind of a big thing. Like we got to just see so many different parts of it. Like we got to see the Christ the Redeemer. Uh, we got to like see like Sugarloaf Mountain, all these places just like to see the city and everything. And what was really interesting was uh, like when we, like, we played in a very like uh, how to describe it, like just a variety of like just places in Brazil. Like we played some really nice places and we played some really just like shitty rundown places. And the place we played in, in uh, Rio was like the, like the, probably the most dangerous like place that I've ever played in my life. Like it was like, we were like right in, in the favelas basically like the, like the most dangerous parts of, uh, of Brazil. And the, the venue that we played was like this, this, this total like rundown kind of like shit shack of a place. And like that, that was, that was one thing. And like, it was like the, the crowd there was absolutely great and everything. Uh, we, we were, we were sweating like fucking goose monkeys and everything because it was, there was just no AC at all. And it was hot to begin with. And as soon as we got off stage and we were, and we were driving uh, outside of the city to the, to, um, our hotel room, which was like outside of, outside of Rio, we were, uh, had a, we, it was the, we were, we were just getting through the city and stuff and the driver would actually run red lights as, as we were driving away and we're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like we thought we were going to get into an accident or something. And then he, and then he was like, no, 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 we don't stop here. Like it was actually that dangerous that if you stop, apparently like carjacks happen and stuff. So if, if you actually stopped at that time of night in that area, like you'd get, you could get carjacked and stuff. So we just said like, Jesus. even fucking red lights, he was just running all of them. He's like, no, we don't stop here. You know what I mean? So that was pretty interesting, I'd say. But, um, and yeah, and then the next, the next show we played was in Curitiba, which was, uh, like one of the nicer parts of Brazil. And it was like, we got a nice hotel and everything and super nice venue and stuff. And there's a bigger crowd too. So yeah, like it was, it was just really interesting to see that, that part of the world, you know what I mean? And, uh, and hopefully we'll have more South American tours in the future. Like I said, we're doing, uh, we're playing in Mexico next week for that, uh, force festival with uh, Judas Priest and uh, Carcass, Death Angel, Death Angel, all these bands and stuff. And so that's going to be a lot of fun to go back to South America, even though it's one going to be one show, but it's still going to be quite an experience, definitely. So you're getting along well with the guys, obviously, um, spending that much time yeah. with them and everything is fitting right in? Overall, yeah, it's been, it's yeah, we've been getting getting along pretty well just as a group and stuff. Uh, it's taken some time for us to all start, like, uh, kind of like building, like, a. Uh, like a like a brotherhood as a band and stuff like getting to know each other really well and everything but overall it's coming coming along really well like we all do get along we all you know have each other's backs you know like most bands do and everything and it feels good to really be part of like a band like an actual band band that actually you know like it's a group of five people that are all committed to what they do and, and we all like out for each other you know we all have a passion for for playing music you know what i mean so it's really so it's something i'm really proud to be a part of really am yeah awesome man um you know, you're creating a brotherhood in a band with five other guys. That That's like a total flipping of the coin because with Primal Frost, that was your own solo project really, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that's that's the thing is with, with Primal Frost, it was totally different because from the beginning, it's always just been, you know, like my solo project, you know, even like on both albums, like it's me doing all the instruments and stuff. And like I, you know, do do all that. I write write all the music. I, you know, like pay for everything, merch. You know, it's, it's been like kind of like my my baby, you know what I mean? And like I've contributed, like I've just saved up so much money and, and just and put put it all towards this band and everything. And um, and like it, it's been going really well. But like like we've done all these really cool like shows, like opening for Dark Tranquility, you know, opening for Moonspell, you know, getting to like play in the States with you guys and stuff. You know, that was that was a really good, good way to like finish things off, like since because it was like our last couple of shows like from until now. And, um, but yeah, it's just interesting because like all the other dudes in that band, like they're all good friends of mine. You know what I mean? Like there isn't like any like bad blood between us or anything, but like they, they all have other things going on. You know what I mean? Like they all have like full-time jobs and stuff. And, and like the band is kind of something that they do for fun. You know what I mean? And it's different with vital because every other guy in that band has it as a commitment, you know, and that's what a band needs to be successful in like tour and stuff like that. 
And, uh, and yeah, it, it's such a rarity to like find a group of people like that. And um, it's, it's good to also, you know, just the fact that this is a band that I've been a huge fan of for, for a long time and I get the opportunity to play with them, you know, and, and like write music and stuff. And uh, it's really just been kind of like a, like a relief, you know what I mean? Because with Primal Frost, it was always just all, all burdens were just placed right on me. You know what I mean? Like all, like I said, everything that I have to do and, and just, you know, booking shows and stuff like that. And just like just the logistics behind like literally everything that's a band like I had to take care of. And all the, the other guys just all they had to do is like show up and play. You know what I mean? So it's nice to be a part of a group that actually like where everybody contributes to something. You know what I mean? Like me and Tony and uh, and James were like writing riffs together. You know, we write, write the actual music. You know what I mean? And our singer, Brian, he like he takes care of merchandise and stuff like that. You know, and we, we all have like a role that makes it a band. You know what I mean? Like our bassist skater, he's kind of like the stage manager when we play and stuff. You know, like everybody actually does knows what they're supposed to do to make things work. And that's what makes it a band, you know, not not just like one guy, you know, just telling everybody what to do. You know, it's it, it really works out. So it's, it's it's quite a thing to be to be a part of, you know what I mean? And and to actually like do shows and get out there and see the world with them. So yeah. That's killer. That's really good to hear. Um yes, probably a rarity these days for I mean, you always get the odd band member that doesn't pull their weight. So if it's really working like a tight unit like that, that's awesome. Um, we'll probably, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely be getting onto a lot more Vital Remain stuff um, very soon. Um, just oh, yeah. back to, to Primal Frost, I guess if we start from from the beginning. Um, have you been playing guitar, obviously, since you were super young? Is that? I started when I was about um, like 12 or so. That's kind of when I started playing guitar seriously. And then a couple of years after that is when I picked up drums. Yeah, And then like a few years after that was when I kind of, picked up more like songwriting and stuff like that, learning how to, how to sing and, and things like that. And then after that, I kind of learned more about like writing, writing keyboards and orchestrations and things. So, yeah. And um, <clears throat> like, it was just something that I kind of started to do is about like out of three, four years ago is when I kind of came up with the idea to do it. Like I was always writing songs and stuff. And then I realized I want to start a, a real band. Were you always into the um like melodic sort of melodic deathy type of folk metal yeah, stuff more or less like i was trying to do do something in the vein of like you know like ensiferum winter sun or you know calma that kind of stuff that's kind of what was the, the original plan and awesome. um that's kind of what i what i tried to do and and like when i released the first album chapters of time you know it, it was it was a lot more apparent that it was like you know winter sun and ensiferum influenced and stuff and then the next album that i did uh just a year and a half ago prosperous visions was more like a little more expanded in terms of like the influences and stuff. There's more power metal influence. There's more, uh, more black metal influence. You know, there's more, more, just more going on overall. Like I kind of expanded my influences. And, uh, even though, you know, like I'm, I'm really just committed to vital now and stuff. And I don't see like for like in the near future, like shows happening with primal frost or like for now to say the least, um, like I'm still, I'm still working on the next album because, uh, like I said, it's, it was just kind of like my studio project to begin with, and it looked like, and it looks like it might just go back to that. So, if I like, I am writing new material and stuff, and uh, I think that the next record will just be be all me again, you know, and it'll just kind of be like my my studio thing, and then keep Vital Left as my priority, you know what I mean? Because it's I can't really put a price on being a part of like something like that, you know what I mean? It's such a good opportunity that I I, I just had to take it, you know, and and things are just working out so great so far, you know what I mean? And I'm really just so happy to be doing it. Yeah, man. So yeah, and like I, like I said, I was because because I like Primal Frost is like kind of you know, like I said like my my baby and stuff. So I'll try to at the very least keep it going in a, like in a musical sense. But like is in the, in the, in the live setting, it, it'll it'll be tough for me to like kind of get shows going in like the near future. That's the only thing. Like I'm not saying it's like we're done with shows and stuff, but it's definitely like on the back burner for now because. Like with with Vital, like the storm, our main priority now is just spending time together, just writing the album and stuff. And uh, and of course, on top of that, we have like shows and tour plans and stuff. So it's really just hard to just to squeeze something in, you know what I mean? And get the guys back together and say, hey, let's do some shows. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying it'll never happen, but like it's, I'm just saying for now, it's not really. I don't see how it's how it's possible in the in the near future. So like in right now, I'm just focusing on just the writing aspect and uh, hopefully have another record out fairly soon. You know what I mean, but uh, yeah, and, I, and I assure you, it's going to be epic. Well, so I'll, I'll do my best to make it that. <laughs> awesome. We do see that you're talking into an SM57 right now, and yep. Uh, yep, being at home, is that something you use to record your album, or did you outsource the recording to oh, someone no, no. else? Or yeah, uh, for both uh, albums I did, I went to a studio. Um, 
uh, for the first record I did, it was, um, I, I was in the studio with, um, the, uh, the keyboardist of my old band, Will of the Ancients. And, um, he's, he's kind of the guy that had uh, produced it and stuff. And, um, it was actually, uh, it was actually Alex, uh, the guy who, you remember him who filled in for us, yeah. uh, with the tour and stuff. He actually mastered, uh, mastered that a couple of years ago because ah. he just did that as a favor for me and stuff. And cause he's, he's such a genius with that <laughs> stuff. He's like, oh, I'll master it, whatever. <laughs> and then, um, for the last album, I went to, uh, the studio of, uh, the band, um, uh, Battle Soul from, from London, Ontario. They're kind of, kind of close to us. And, um, and I'm good friends with their guitarist, Thomas, and he has a whole studio and everything. And he's really good with, um, with that, with audio engineering, he's produced a lot of albums and stuff. So I went with him for Prosperous Visions and, um, he, he also took care of the mastering as well. And, um, so he was, he was a really good guy to record with. And I'm really happy with, uh, how that, how that album turned out. And then, um, probably for the next album, I'll probably go back with Thomas for, uh, for recording. And then, um, I'll, I'll definitely get a few other sets of years. Like I might get, get it mixed by somebody else, get it mastered by somebody else. So yeah, that's kind of like my plan for, for like the next record. Yeah. Cool, man. And, um, and how did the tracking go? Like, I mean, if it was all your writing and you did all the instruments, yeah. I guess it's multi-tracked, right? It went really smooth actually. Cause, um, cause that's the thing is with, uh, like when you record with the band, you know, like one guy's sets of hand, set of hands is a little bit different from the other guy's set of hands. So like when you're, having like one guy do one, one, one rhythm track and the other guy do the other one. It's really tough. Cause like they, they play something slightly different, you know, and there's a lot of time you got to spend like sometimes just get going over like, Oh, how do you play that? How do you play that? We got to get this exact, you know what I mean? And, uh, it worked really well because I'm the only guy doing it. And like, I, I just know exactly what each riff is supposed to sound like. There's no confusion at all or anything. And, uh, so like the actual tracking and stuff went, went really smoothly. And, uh, and Thomas was really helpful. Like if he, if something wasn't working out, he would tell me, you know, if something was good, he'd tell me, you know what I mean? So it was, it was good to work with, with, with a guy that was like really honest about how he thought the album was sounding and stuff. And, um, and yeah, like overall, I think it turned out well, uh, you know, we got, we got a good deal with, uh, Maple Metal Records, uh, to help promote it and stuff. And, um, and it was generally pretty well received. So I'm really happy with how things worked out. And then I think the next album will be a little better produced. Like when I have a few other sets of years working on it and stuff. And, um, and yeah, like, I think that's, it's going <clears> to <throat> be a good progression. Like you'll see an improvement from that album, you know? And, uh, it was the same thing with, with chapters of time. Like, I think, I think prosperous visions was, was a, was an improvement of that album. And I think the next album will be a, an improvement from, uh, prosperous visions and so on. That's kind of like the idea is that like, I want to improve myself with each thing that I do, you know what I mean? And, um, and ironically enough, I think that's really present in uh, the sound of uh, Vital Remains because they've been around for about like 26 years. And like even like the first album, uh, you, like up until like the the last one, Icons of Evil, you can really hear just a general improvement in band sound. Like each album gets heavier, each album gets more melodic, you know what I mean? And that's over the course of like a 26 year period, you know what I mean? And that's what we're working on now as a group is to have an album that's even heavier than Icons, even even more melodic than Icons, you know what I mean? And, uh, and yeah, I'm really stoked to be a part of it and just, and, uh, be a part of that band for that album, you know, and, and it's actually working out like me and, uh, me and, uh, the, the tough thing with the band is that like the last, <clears throat> the last few members, they have, it's, they were, it was tough for them to organize like time to write and stuff like that. And, uh, with me and, uh, the new, the new guy, like, like I'm the new guy and the drummer's the new guy, James Payne from, uh, Our Repentance. And he, who you, you drum tech for, I believe, right? Ash, uh, right? <laughs> he was on the tour, I drum tech for Cannibal Corpse. But oh, he, yeah. he did the national tour. He had to drum tech for himself. And he's a much better drum tech than me. <laughs> Good oh, at yeah. tuning. Great player. Yeah, he was awesome, man. Definitely. But yeah, and he was, um, so me and him just kind of like when we, when we joined the band and stuff, we came in with the mentality of we're doing this seriously. We want to, we want to tour. We want to write this album and everything. And before we even went to Brazil, we got working on it and everything. Like we got working on material and stuff. We got, uh, you know, like we actually like wrote a new song and stuff and we're playing it live too. And that's first for the band, like in the last eight years that, that they've actually played a new song, you know, like in, in the live setting and stuff. So I'm, I'm really glad to say that we've been able to do that. And then uh, after Mexico, we're getting back together again and then we're writing some new material and everything. And, uh, and yeah, like it's just going to be, it's going to be heavy. It is definitely. <laughs> I guess with writing music, uh, with, with Primal Frost being that, that was just yourself and to now, I guess you're writing yeah. with other people. That's a really cool thing. Um, do you, I mean, back, back, uh, with Primal Frost, when you're, you're working on your own, are you recording demos and everything at home before you go to the studio? Um, or, uh, or no, you just and this keep is, it in your head and then, then go to the studio and do it. 
Well, that's what's interesting is with Primal Frost, like I, I never really did any pre-pro or anything like that because I just wrote everything in uh, Guitar Pro. Yeah. So like I would literally score like the whole song in a Guitar Pro file. So like all the guitars, drum space, all the orchestrations and everything would all be in one one Guitar Pro file. Yeah. And um, and I have like the lyrics and like the notepad and stuff like that. So like all all like the writing process and like the what I would record, which is just MIDI. You know what I mean? It was is all just in a in an actual file. You know what I mean? Sick. And that's what's different with Vital is because the band is all old school and everything like that. They don't they don't use Guitar Pro and stuff like that. We've actually been um do doing a lot of pre pro and everything like that. Like that's kind of how we um like for the new material and stuff. Like that's how we how we did it is like when we wrote a song in rehearsal. Then uh, I'm I'm actually doing the pre pro like on my computer like just with my basic setup. And then we would do that. And then James would uh write a MIDI drum track. He would send it to me. And then I would just I would just do a basic recording of the whole song like just on that computer and i would just give that to the singer so he can write lyrics and stuff like that and then we would like listen to it as a band kind of figure out what we need to change and stuff like that and that's kind of how we're going to go about like writing the rest of the album is basically just doing this kind of like pre-pro stuff just like i'm on my computer actually and um even we've used we've used guitar pro in tandem with it a little bit like i um like because uh tony like he's he's never used guitar pro in his, in his life like he's been playing for like like 30 years and stuff and he's never used it and I've been getting in, getting him into it and stuff because he sees how well it works and everything. So we've just, we would just be like sitting around in Florida sometimes and he would be jamming out and he's like, hey, Dean, I got a riff. And he's like, pull, 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 out, pull out your computer, like, like in, in your little software stuff. That's what he would say to me. And then like he was like, like I, I got a riff. And then I'd just be like, okay, so like I would just watch what he plays. And he, and he was like, oh, it's a cool riff and stuff. And then I would just write it out in Guitar Pro. And I have like this bank of like what I call Tony's riffs. You know what I mean? And that like just little things where he's like, hey, Dean, I got a riff and I, and I would just like write it out in Guitar Pro. So I've got a whole thing like that. And those are all things we can use for, for, for uh, potential songs and stuff like that. And uh, if we didn't have Guitar Pro, it would be a little bit different. Like you have to keep that in his head. You know what I mean? And he's got enough things to worry about with like booking shows and stuff like that for us. And just, uh, yeah, like it's, it's really it, it works out to be able to use both Guitar Pro and um, and just uh, I guess, well, the software I'm using is Reaper for for pre-production on um on just new material and stuff so it's good to take advantage of technology to like uh just make things work especially because we have a band and stuff like we have like the different inputs and opinions of like five different people you know what i mean and, and if we have something that sounds decent that we can all just listen to and then we can just give our input on it you know and that's how it's been working out for us uh writing new material and stuff so it's it's working out it really is and like being really heavy into guitar pro i mean is that a big like you're an amazing guitarist let's not beat around oh, the bush <laughs> like, how, I mean, how did you get so good? I'm, I'm guessing that maybe Guitar Pro had something to do with it, working out songs <laughs> that you loved or whatever. Like, like what were your methods to get uh, good? Uh, well, I think the, the biggest thing was just like really just devoting time to, to practicing and um, really just uh, trying to play different styles and, uh, and just really just, like I said, just focusing on just really one thing at a time. You know what I mean? Like being able to like learn songs and chords and stuff like that. And another really th- important thing that I think that helped me was uh, was knowing my theory, like uh, just knowing what intervals are, you know what I mean? Like, and just uh, scales and modes and stuff like that. Just having an understanding of what all that stuff is really helped me learn how to play lead stuff and uh, and like just get get just get better at like being able to play like just certain techniques and like just like tapping and sweeping and stuff like that. And uh, just like my general alternate picking technique and everything, you know, like just when you know what you're what what you're doing like what notes you're playing and stuff like that it makes things a lot easier mm-hmm. you know because like a lot of a lot of guys would just guess and they, they just kind of like do what they think sounds good and a lot of them don't know you know what 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 the notes are and stuff and it was really important to like know what i'm playing you know what 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 each scale is what each mode is and stuff how to transpose stuff and everything and um and yeah just really just spending time with you know it's especially a metronome that's really a big thing like especially for fast stuff and uh and just spending time like on your technique, just like looking at yourself as a player and like what what you want to improve with, you know what I mean? And and like even today, like I just look at stuff like like a videos of my playing and I'm like, you know, that that wasn't that good. I got to improve that. You know, I got to improve this. You know, that should do that differently. You know what I mean? And a lot of that has come from actually just looking at me playing uh, like with my YouTube videos and even some videos that have come up of me playing playing live with Vital the last few months and stuff like there's just certain things that I'm just like even just like learning like as of now, like just because of the fact that I'm, I've gone from doing like uh just like weekend shows and stuff like that. And like little mini tours to like actually doing like, like, like long, like an 18 show tour and stuff like that. 
And it, it's really, it's really an interesting thing because I, I want to be able to do a decent performance every night and stuff like that. And it's been interesting to like take what I've known that I've been doing since I was like 12 years old and stuff and like take it into like a touring aspect, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a little bit different because you, you're playing like the exact same thing every night. You think that like you can, like once you, once you do it once you can do it, you can do it the, the same every night, you know? And it's tough because like some, some nights you're tired, some nights you, uh, the sound isn't that great. Some nights you hear too much of yourself. Some nights you don't hear enough of yourself, you know, and it's tough to gauge how well you're playing sometimes, you know what I mean? So it's something I've been, I've been kind of, uh, getting used to is just like, just focusing on my, on my playing for whatever situation I'm in, you know what I mean? Cause like, if I'm, if I'm tired, if I'm, well, I guess it's with, with vital, I don't really drink on tour and stuff, but like if, if I'm, I'm drunk or like wasted or something, you know, or if I'm, I don't know, I, I have a bad headache or something or so the sound is bad. Like I said, like all, there's all these, all these factors that can get in the way of your playing and stuff. And you just have to be able to play the same every night, regardless of those factors, you know, and that's something that I've kind of been getting used to, you know, cause there's been some nights where I've felt a little sick, you know, you're not, you're not eating the best and stuff. So you got to be just prepared for whatever and, and be able to play the same every night. So that's kind of something I've been getting used to with playing, playing with, with the band so far. And, and yeah, like I said, like I'm, I, I'm always, trying to improve myself as a player, you know, like I, I always look at things that I'm doing wrong, look at things that I can do better and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, like I, like I, I don't, I don't beat myself up over it, but I always know that there's stuff I got to improve. And, uh, mm. and even like many years down the line, I'm sure I'm going to say the same thing. Like uh, it's, I'm just never satisfied with my, with my playing and stuff. I always just try to get better, look at what I'm doing wrong and stuff. And, and yeah. That's awesome to be able to critique yourself like that for sure. And, um, you know, you're never going to be a, a, the best guitarist on earth. So if you keep, you know, and if, yeah, so yeah. as soon as there's no one to look up to anymore, you know, you, you're going to stop improving. Um, I was going to touch <laughs> on the YouTube channel quickly that you, you did mention. Um, you've got a few Primal Force playthroughs on there and uh, I think you've been playing oh, yeah. a few of the Vital solos on there, which is awesome as well. And there's a bunch yeah, of yeah. Um, Arxpire covers, which are really impressive too, um, that I noticed. Um, but did you use that to... Uh, I guess help with joining Vital Remains. Like, did they uncover oh, yeah. you it on was the actually, internet? Uh, yeah, that was a big part of my audition. Actually, like when I first, uh, I guess the kind of the background on it was when I, um, it was like in October or so. They had they had an uh, announcement on their Facebook. They're looking for a new guitar player and stuff. And I, um, I just saw that and I was just like, I gotta, I gotta message them. You know what I mean? Like, I before somebody else, you know, tries to get this, you know. So I, um, I just sent them a message and stuff, and I, um. I gave Tony like links to my YouTube channel. Uh, I also gave him links to Primal Frost and stuff like that. And that's kind of how we, we, it started my audition. You know what I mean? And then from there, he's like, he knew I was serious and stuff. And then we kind of began the uh, audition process. And then we started talking to each other and everything. And that's kind of how it started, actually. So um, I, he was just that, like him seeing my videos and stuff was a big part of him seeing just like the fact that I can shred. And he's like, oh, okay, you can do that. Now let me see you play some vital stuff because that's a big thing is like there's a lot of guys that can play lead stuff but they can't last through a whole song and play it tightly you know what i mean especially with vital because it's so technically demanding you know what i mean and it's it's really interesting because that's that's what he's told me see i see that i've seen a million guys that can play like you whatever but if they can act but it, it, not all of them can handle playing a full song and stuff like that and playing the whole thing going from fast rhythm stuff to leads faster than stuff to leads you know what i mean in, a, in like a 10 minute window, you know what I mean? Cause their songs are long and there's, and they're so fast and there's so much picking endurance and stuff like that, you know? And that was, and that, and that's something that uh, it wasn't really a problem for me to learn because I played in, you know, with primal frost, a lot of the, the picking stuff is fast. There's a lot of endurance, you know, and same with old, older bands I played in as well. It's the same thing. So, so I was, I was pretty used to playing just like just fast stuff like that, you know, like the last like couple of years. And, um, and yeah, like it was like when he saw those videos and stuff, it was just kind of like, he didn't like keep going back to them. He just saw them and he's like, oh, okay, he can play lead stuff. Now let's, I want to see him play some vital remain songs. You know what I mean? That's kind of how, how, how it was more or less for, uh, for the audition and everything. So it was just, so yeah, it was, it was a big part of it. Like, I think. Well, did you and also know a lot of the songs? Even him, what was that? Did you know a lot of the songs, like how to play them before that even happened? Like you already had learned a lot of um, vital tracks. I knew, I knew a couple, like I, like, uh, I, I, I've, I've always like just learned a few vital remain songs throughout the years, like just a, just a few, a few different times, like, like never even really full songs. Like, like I play a bunch of parts off to Christian eyes, um, few things on icons, you know what I mean? Those like the main two albums. And then, and then later on, I started getting into like more, more of the earlier albums, like forever underground and, and like let us pray and stuff. But yeah, like, like I was saying with, um, 
what was I going to say? I totally, totally forgot now. What was I going to say? Uh, but yeah, with, um, with, with the audition, a big part of it was actually him hearing Primal Frost stuff as well, because he saw that I could, you know, like, like do the lead stuff. I could play vital songs, but, uh, he, he actually took a, took a liking to Primal Frost because of the fact that he could see that I can write songs. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause that's, that's an integral part of being in this band is being able, being able to be a songwriter and like understand what, what makes, what makes a song, how to structure it and stuff like that. So when he heard that and he saw that I have two albums out and stuff, he sees that I can, you know, I can write songs, I can structure, structure them and stuff. And, uh, he added, he took a liking to the acoustic stuff, like the acoustic parts on, um, on the last two albums and stuff that I did. Like, he's like, Oh, it's cool that you can do acoustic stuff. It's cool that you can do orchestrations and everything. That's what he said to me is because, you know, like early vital remains has a lot of keyboards and everything like that. And that's something he might, he wants to bring back a little bit, uh, onto the, onto the next album, like possibly, you know what I mean? Because he's, he's always been into like keyboard music and stuff like that. So he, so th those were the main things that I can do, like some acoustic stuff. I can, I can do some keyboard stuff and I can write songs. So that, that's what he took from listening to primal frost and the audition. And I think that was actually a big part of it. And then, uh, the actual audition audition kind of came later, you know what I mean? So it, it was kind of like a startup for the whole thing. And then kind of like in uh, like the way the way the audition process started was just really just me playing actual vital songs. And I did about seven or eight different ones, all which which is now the set list that we play live, actually. So it was kind of a kind of kind of help that I didn't have to like learn new songs when I actually had started started doing shows with them. So um, when we did that, uh, like it was like I said, it was about seven or eight vital songs that I did with with the whole audition over the course of like two months or so. And then eventually I started seeing on their Facebook that they were booking like Brazilian, like a Brazilian tour and stuff. And he didn't even ask, ask me if I, if I was supposed to do it or not. So I saw, I, I saw these things he was posting about Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. And I'm like, I'm like, am, am I playing these? So like, <laughs> I messaged him in like December or so. And I was like, okay, well, well, Tony, I got to know at this point, I've been auditioning with you for like a few months now and you're posting all this stuff about Brazil. Like, am I, am I doing these shows? Just like, you, you got to let me know. And it's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you're doing these shows and stuff, and I'm like, yes, you know what I mean. That was a really exciting thing when that happened, and then, and yeah, so then then I I worked on my my visa and stuff like that, got that all figured out, and then uh, came down to Florida, and then we started jamming, started writing and stuff, and then went off to off to South America, came back, uh, worked on the album a little bit, and then did the U.S. tour, and then I came home for a bit, went back to work, and then now we're uh, doing this thing in Mexico uh, next week, and then back focusing on the album because we're um that's the main focus right now is just gets get, getting it done you know like cause we have we have a solid lineup now that we're all actually active actively working on it you know like no bullshit or anything and uh and i'm just really glad to say that it's happening you know and, and mm. it, it's the band needs to have that album out and so that's one thing that everybody wants to hear you know <laughs> has um has james moved to the states or is he doing stuff yep. via the net yeah, he's uh he actually like because of the whole thing with Vital, like he actually is uh he he did move to the states and stuff. So like um uh I don't like I don't know if he's gonna be um like he's he's spending some time he was spending some time back in Italy and stuff like that. But that's what he's working on now is uh is to actually like like live in the in the U.S. now because it's it's also a thing for him as well. Like with with his lessons and his clinics and stuff like that because that's how he makes a living. That's how he made a living back in Italy. Now now that he, now that he's playing in this band, he has to do over do it over here as well. So uh, that's kind of what he's working on is like is like starting up over over here in the U.S. Now that he has this band that's situated here, and um and and he gets more work doing what he does with clinics and stuff like that because like people know him from from Hour of Penance and now and now Vital Remains and stuff and he he gets work doing it, and um and yeah so that's that's the thing is that he lives in he lives in the U.S. now more or less, hmm. so yeah he's, he's he's committed to it which is good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because you're obviously in Canada and stuff, and I mean yeah. Yeah, like how does that all go? Living in different parts of the world, essentially. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting because, like I said, James is moving over here, and he's in the process of doing it and stuff. And uh, I still live in Toronto in Canada, and um, we all live in different areas. Like Tony's up in Rhode Island, which is like the northern parts of the states, and our singer Brian, where where we were jamming, he's in Florida, and our bassist is in like North Carolina. So like we're all in different places and stuff, and um, it more or less works out because like when we when we get together, we all move from where we are to come together, like just to work, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it works out because then we go back out to where we live and stuff. So there isn't really much of a point in all, all of us, like moving to live in one place and everything. Cause we all have things to do. Like when we're not home from tour, you know what I mean? Like this is only like my first few tours with the band and like, I'm already back to work and stuff for, like the last three weeks and everything before I go out again. 
And, um, and yeah, like, is this, is this something about like, like we all have our, our lives situated where we are and stuff. Like, I don't really have any intentions of, uh, moving out of Toronto. Like this is my home and stuff, but, uh, like, like I'll be spending a lot more time, you know, with the band and stuff, like in terms of touring and like writing and stuff. So there's no real point, like actually like moving out, like, like it's just, just for the fact that I'm, I'm more or less close to them. You know, it's different with James. He's so far away. He's in Italy. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm only like, like a three hour plane ride from Florida. You know what I mean? So it's really not a big deal for me to just get over there and then come back. You know, it's not a, not a huge thing for me. So yeah, like it, it works out like that with them when we all like live in different places and stuff, like we can still manage everything. So yeah. Wicked man. You mentioned um, before you have to, you had to tee up a visa as well. Um, so I guess yeah. there's a bit of, bit of hard sort of behind the scenes paperwork and, you know, going on tour and doing all these things. Um, yeah. Do they help you out with a lot of that stuff? Like does someone book all the flights in the Ecom and who, who like arranges all the thing? Do they have a tour manager and that sort of stuff? Yeah. Uh, like when we were in Brazil, like we had, we had one and everything. So um, when we uh, like when, it, when I came to Florida and when I flew home, uh, those were kind of like, that, that was like my obligation and stuff like that. But when we were on the actual like tours in South America and everything, all that stuff is covered. So like they, and it was interesting because, um, for the whole uh, Brazilian tour in, in, in Chile as well, we had to fly to each show. Like there wasn't like, we didn't have a, like a, like a bus or anything like that. Like we had sprinter vans and stuff. Like when we were getting like from the show to like the hotel and stuff, but um, we were, we were just literally flying to each show. And so that luckily that was all covered by, um by uh, the tour manager and stuff. So that we, that was, that was glad that we didn't have to worry about that, but uh, flying like every night is it's tough. You know what I mean? Having to do that. Cause like there were a few nights where like in a row, where we had to like we would get off stage and then we have to catch a plane right after and then get to the next show. Yeah. So there was a lot of a lot of lack of sleep for sure when we were in Brazil. But yeah, but but it, it's all covered though. So it's it's really we're fortunate about that. Sick. Australia is a bit like that when bands come on tour over here. It's not really the sort of place where you can drive to the next show every single day like you can do in the states yeah. and places like that. There's a lot of going back and forth to airports and and no no time to chill. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, it's just because of like the the population, you know what I mean? Like just the the traffic is just it's oh, so yeah, insane. Yeah. There's no there's no it would take like ten hours to drive to a show rather as opposed to flying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And you got even you guys were telling me when you guys played in like uh, Indonesia or something, right? Like you guys had to fly to each show, right? Yeah, we did, and it's funny there because yeah, obviously the population as well, and the traffic is just out of this world. Um, yeah, and so yeah. We, we played a festival there, Hamasonic, and. Um, the accommodation where everyone was staying was literally about a five, 10 minute walk, but you have to take all your gear in a uh, van and that took like an yeah. hour. So pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. Almost better just to try and walk all your gear. <laughs> it's quicker than driving. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon you guys will make it out to Australia any time soon? I can't really say too much, <laughs> but like there is actually uh we are working on some stuff for that area. Like I, 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 I don't know. Like what, like where or when that's gonna gonna be happening? But, but Tony, like he's always working on stuff. Like he's always working on on new places for us to play and stuff. Like he's 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 booking, you know, like some West Coast of the state stuff. He's like working on, you know, like Japan, Australia, all this stuff. Like he's always yeah. he's always working on something. He, he really is. Yeah, cool. So um, I'm I'm hoping though. It's it's it's, it's really interesting that uh we might, we might, we might actually come out there again soon. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping cause the band actually hasn't been to Australia mm. from what I know. So that'd be exciting to go there, you know, and hopefully see you guys again, you know, no doubt the band would go down really, really well over here. There's a lot of, a lot of vital remains fans for sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully maybe that could even do some good things for primal frost too. get a bit of exposure from them by being in a bigger band. I don't know if, if that's something that yeah, crosses yeah. your mind. At that's any point. like, that's the thing is what's tough is like, I really, a lot of people are saying that to me is like, oh, you know that you're playing in Vital, it's going to be a big, big exposure for that for uh, for Primal Frost. You know, it's it's going to help expose Primal Frost. You know what I mean? And that's really not my intention, like at all. Like truthfully, with um, I'm try I'm really doing my best to keep what I do with Primal Frost and and what I do with Vital remains separate. You know what I mean? Because like the the bands had that before. Like they've had guys join the band and they're they're just literally just part of it, just to promote themselves, promote their band and stuff. And that's really something I'm trying to prove to them that I'm, I'm really not doing that. Like, like, as if they've had guys, you know, like when they would be on tour, they'd be like sending out cards, like check out my band, check out my band. You know what I mean? And like, that's really something that I'm, I really just, they, they don't want me doing. And personally, I don't want to be doing it either. You know what I mean? Cause like when I play in vital, I play in vital, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not playing in vital to promote primal. You know what I mean? Like, I really just try to keep both, both things separate because it's really like, it's like what I do now with vital is, is basically like my, I would say my job, 
you know, like I'm, I'm still new into it and everything, but like, it's, it's just a big thing to be a part of a touring band and stuff and just have it as your priority. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to do any, do anything to get in the way of that, you know, and get, get in the way of like a corrupt, corrupt it or anything. And, um, you know, like what I do with, with, with Primal Frost is just something that's totally separate as of now. Cause like, it's, is a totally different, um, different concept because of the fact that it's, it's just a studio thing for me. You know what I mean? And we've, we've only really done like, like I said, like mini tours and stuff like that. We never really like got, got huge or anything like Vital did and stuff, you know? And, 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 and with things with Vital is it's, it's, it was a thing of like the fact that, that band's been around for like 26 years, you know, it took many years to get where they are. You know what I mean? And there's still like a lot of bullshit, like a lot of, a lot of less like bad things and everything to get to where they are now, you know, to get to actually play on big stages and, and see a lot of the world and stuff. And, um, it's just really just something that I want to keep separate just because of the fact that it's like what I do with Primal Frost is just a, like a studio thing as of now. And it's like, even though it's like my main project and stuff, it's, it's kind of like just become a, like a side thing that isn't really like much of a, much of a band anymore, you know? And, and, and even then it was still like me doing all the instruments and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, like it's just me trying to have like focus on the fact that I have a big thing now that I'm really lucky to be a part of. And I just want to have it work, have it work out. You know, I don't, I don't want like it to get, to get corrupted by primal frost. I don't want to have any like correlation with the two of them. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. Um, one of the interesting things that you, you put online a while ago was your new guitar. Um, oh yeah. Um, the ESP. Uh, yeah. The ESP is actually, it's still, it's not mine. It's actually the, the singer's. Because uh, the band has uh, an ESP endorsement and stuff like that. So when I'm on stage with them, I have to use a ESP guitar. So um, like that was kind of the plan. It was like I, I actually bought this nice uh, USMA Jackson when I when I was told I was doing the Brazil shows. And then Tony told me, oh, no, no, you can't use that guitar. You got to use an ESP and stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's tough in Toronto because like there isn't, I want to, if I want to get a guitar for this band, I want to get a good guitar. You know what I mean? And, and uh, in Toronto, it's so, so tough to find like an actual like a, uh, ESP, ESP, not like, not like an LTD ESP. Like I wanted to get like a really good one and everything. And there really isn't a lot of them. Like, cause I, I really like the, the V shape, uh, is something that I find really comfortable to play live and stuff. So that's the, the main thing I was trying to find. And I wanted to get a good guitar at that. So like, but, but I was just told by Brian, he's like, Oh no, no I've, I've got a whole bunch of ESPs in my house. You can use one of them. And one of them was, this, was this, uh, the Galder guitar. So I've been using that with, um, the last little bit. It's, I, I really, I really like it. It's, uh, it's really nice. It looks, it looks really really evil and stuff. And, uh, it's kind of been my, my, uh, vital guitar right now. And, uh, who knows eventually like, uh, you know, I might get another one like with the, the band has the endorsement stuff, uh, but we'll see. But until then the work, the guitar is working out really well. I really like it. And, uh, and yeah, it's really nice. Were you stressing about having to play a, a guitar that, you know, you had never used before? Well, I, I had some time to practice on it and stuff. Cause like we had a couple of weeks in Florida before we went out to Brazil. So like I had some time to like get a feel for it and stuff. And, um, and yeah, like I, so I had some time to like just get used to it and everything. And it, it was fine by the time we got to Brazil and stuff. And then I used it on the U.S. tour. And um, I actually, uh, halfway through the U.S. tour, I had a malfunction with it because it's um, it has a Floyd Rose bridge on it. And um, what I what I never really realized with uh, like touring and stuff like that is when you have an original series Floyd Rose, like I, I actually think it's kind of like a, like a cheapo model of it on this guitar. But um, the little blocks on the on the saddles when you, when you play like shows with them night after night and you sweat into them, the blocks start to rust and uh, certain parts start to get warped and they expand a little bit and they actually get stuck in there. So actually I, um, that happened when we played in uh, Houston, I think it was, which is on my, on my birthday as well. That this shit happened that, uh, the string just got stuck <clears throat> inside of the saddle and there was no way to get it out. Like you had to use like a hammer to get this little fucking block out to make the, to make the string be usable. And it just, we didn't, we couldn't get it. You know what I mean? So I, I had to use Tony's backup, which is uh, his ESP V, which is really nice. And like, uh, I got to use that for the rest of the tour. And uh, that, that worked out really well because that's a really good quality guitar. And it's got the Kaler bridge on it. So there's no, there's no bullshit that can happen with those little, little saddle blocks and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so I used that for the rest of the tour. And then uh, I'm, I'm getting, got the ESP back in, I mean, my, my ESP back in business for, uh, for the Mexico show. And then I'll take it back with uh with the band for when, when we work on the album and stuff. So, and what about your live rig, like your amp or anything? Do they have any specific requirements of you for that or? Um, no, like we're not, we're the band doesn't have any like amp endorsement or anything like that. But, um, when we did the U S tour, like I could just use uh Tony's amp. Like I, I play a JSX and primal and Tony, Tony's is a JSX and vital too. Oh. 
and he has he has a Mesa rectifier as well. So like that was kind of what what we use. He said because I'm used to playing the JSX and like that's kind of like I mean I'm used to it with like the sound and everything. He said, oh, you can use my JSX. I'll use my Mesa rectifier. That's what we used on the U.S. tour and stuff. And um, but when we we're in Brazil uh, and and Chile as well, like it's, it was a little bit different because we get backline amps every night. So because uh, we because it's it's like a huge pain in the ass to like take heads and everything like that on the plane and stuff. So luckily we got it. We got backline amps for each show. So what I kind of did because I, I I didn't because I, I didn't know that's that's how it was going to work and that's how it's going to work for like I guess future South America stuff, including like next week in Mexico. Is that like when you're when you're backline amps and stuff, you don't know what you're going to get. Some amps can be shit, you know. Some amps can be really good. So I kind of developed like a like a pedal board to kind of like adapt to like whatever amp situation that I have. And basically, I'm running a um, like in front of the amp, I have like a like a, a tuner. Uh, I've been as tube screamers to like tighten up the whole sound, and then like a like a noise gate basically, and that goes into the front of the amp. And then uh, in my my lead sound is basically I, I kind of developed this like a two pedal sound that I can just throw on top of any amp basically, which is like a like an MXR boost uh, EQ pedal that I use as a boost, and then I um. Uh, a carbon copy delay that I use is like an echo pedal and that, that's in the effects loop. So I have like a kind of like this pedal board that just like sits on top of the amp and um, and I just use the amp's foot switch to turn the effects loop on and off. That's kind of like lead, rhythm, lead, rhythm like that because that's all, that's all I use live. I just have two sounds. And um, if the amp has a foot switch, I just use that. But some amps don't have, foot, well, have a working foot switch. So what I actually have is this like this thing called an XR loop box. And uh, what I do with it, it's, it's kind of a, kind of a ridiculous looking thing. It's like a, it's it's uh, what it simulates an effects loop. So I have it in case I don't have a working foot switch and stuff, and I, I just use it just on in front of me on stage if, if for whatever reason whatever reason it's not working. And it but but to get it to work, you need four cables. So it's like this thing where I have to snake like four different cables, and it's like this huge thick thing that I have to like route to like the out to the amp and stuff like that. And it's a huge thing that I have to wrap up and and take apart. So I only have it if, if I need to use it, you know what I mean? But uh, that's only like, like for an emergency, you know what I mean? It, it's so much more simpler, especially on the U S tour, just to use the, uh, the amps, foot switch is just with one cable throw in front of the amp. You know what I mean? It's just nice and simple. So yeah, it's, it's kind of, kind of like what I've been using and, uh, and probably going to be using for like when the band does future stuff, like just to have something that works out for whatever amp I'm given, you know what I mean? So yeah. Just to, as a side note, sorry, Kappa, but, um, I bought a Tube Screamer the other day, a oh, yeah. little, um, the TS7. Have you ever seen those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got the TS9 running. Oh, yeah, so similar. Well, yeah, same yeah. circuit, right? Yeah, more uh, or less. Like, it's something that I've been told by a lot of players. Like, it's just like, dude, you got to use a Tube Screamer live. You know what I mean? Even even guys that use, like, like Kempers and, like, Axfexes and stuff like that, even those guys that have those, like, super expensive, like, amp modeling and stuff like that, even they run a Tube Screamer in front of those things because of how much of a difference it makes and like the overall like front of front front end of your like your uh your sound like it's, it's, it's just it's not even like a gain boost it just it just tightens up the, the sound and stuff you just you just turn the gain all the way down you know and just have the tone at the at that noon and it, it sounds great it really does like it makes a big difference hey um you're wearing a woods of Ypres shirt that i've just noticed right yeah <laughs> am i right in understanding when we came past your place in toronto yeah uh did we see mount pleasant cemetery it's 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 just a couple of streets down from where I live, and uh, yeah, it does yeah. what's interesting about we um, saw, we saw like, you guys. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Or my awesome and, and Jim like, I've been, Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I love so much about Woods of Ypres is just the fact that like they there's so much like home. You know what I mean? Like there's there's so like so many references into their songs. Like I said with like them like I was buried in Mount Pleasant Cemetery and like you know songs like like the north like the northern cold and stuff like that there's so many references to just like home for me you yeah, know what i mean yeah, totally. that's why a lot, a lot of people here in, in ontario love woods of ypres just because it, it's it's so like there's there's so much like home in their music you know what i mean and that's what we really appreciated about it you know and yeah awesome no it spun, it spun me out when um when we drove past that and i wasn't wasn't sure if i'd maybe misread the sign or something but yeah no that's really yeah, cool yeah. what's the weather oh, like yeah. over there at the moment snowy no it's warm uh, Really nice. Actually, uh, it was um this this past April. Like it's been like it's been, it was uh like when I when I first came home from tour and stuff. Like it was it was freezing. Yeah. Like it was it was it, it, there was a little snow actually. Like even into April, but um but now it's just it's nice and warm. So it's it's all good from here for the next little bit. Luckily, man. That's know we did it over, um, over in Australia. Still hot as fuck. Oh, it's pretty cold <laughs> for us. It's about uh, twenty five degrees Celsius at the moment, but that's that's still uh, pretty cold. 
<laughs> that one, that show we did in Montreal with you guys, it was like minus twenty-seven oh. degrees that that night. Yep, that <laughs> well, was Canada. fucking cold, yeah. man. <laughs> awesome, though. Oh, yeah. Hey, one other thing I did want to ask about joining Vital, um, being like a, a young, really polite, level-headed dude like yourself. <laughs> um, I mean, like obviously they've got a bit of a, a background of you know, the satanic stuff. Glenn Benton was obviously in the band and, and, yeah. and Brian's history and whatnot was um, there. I don't know. Is, is the satanic thing a big thing or that their beliefs or anything? Um, did they, you know, ask uh, you anything on, in, in terms of that? Not, not really. Like, like me, both me, James and, uh, and the bassist Gator, like we're, we're just like totally normal atheist people and stuff like that. Like, like Tony and Tony and Brian, like they're a bit different. Like they're, they, they're, they're, they're Satanists and stuff. But uh, that's the big thing is that they, they don't, like, like a big part of Satanism in general is, is, is just keeping your beliefs to yourself. You know what I mean? Like Brian, like he's had, it's like you, I'm sure you guys might've seen like the whole cross incident we had in Florida and stuff. Yeah, so, they, so like he, he has like some crazy shit happen like that and stuff. But like for the most part, like he, he, him and, and Tony, especially like they, they just totally keep what they believe to themselves. You know what I mean? They don't like try to, if they, if somebody's a Christian and there's actually like a, they, they've seen a lot of people that are actually Christians and huge Vital Remains fans, you know what I mean? And they, they don't, they don't uh, bring religion as like an aspect into like how they treat people and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it's, it's really a good thing that they just, just keep their beliefs to themselves. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I respect their beliefs and they respect, you know, mine, the fact that I'm, you know, an atheist and stuff, but yeah, like, like overall, it's a big part of the band's sound, you know what I mean? Having, you know, like, like anti-Christian lyrics and like satanic lyrics and stuff. And uh, it's good to have at least those guys in the band that that really just um you know are are serious about like what they you know what they believe in and stuff and that the fact that they're not corrupting the band's sound you know because that's a big part of it is just being evil mm. you know what I mean and, and and it's good to have those guys in the band that have like that kind of like in that kind of drive for like the keep, keeping the the vital remains sound and stuff like just li- like lyrically and musically you know what I mean so yeah yeah um and you are replacing Dave Suzuki oh no like they, they they've had they've had number of lead guitar players since suzuki on the album though writing wise yeah, yeah. so um yeah like that's huge shoes to fill and for me like i'm yes. a i'm a vital remains fan pretty much only of dechristianize and icons of evil like i'm sure you looked up to him and everything how did you go about learning his stuff and and implementing it live and and then writing uh well like when i when i first uh started doing the audition and like learning the actual songs and stuff like i am um, for learning the solos and stuff, it was just really just me sitting down with a uh, uh, Windows Media Player and just like just slowing down like the actual songs, and that's kind of how I learned all the solos and stuff. And one thing that uh, I don't mean to brag, but like uh, like Tony really has complimented me on a lot, and, and the band in general is the fact that I I I really just try to play the solos exact to the album as possible. Like they've had like the lead guitar players before that would kind of like. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but like they like from what, what I would just just see, even like before I auditioned, it's like watching videos of them. Like some of them would like kind of like change up the solo sections. Some of them would kind of do like a half-assed version of it because like because like just in all honesty, their solos are fucking hard. You know I mean, like Dave, Dave never wrote easy solos like like every solo that I play of his. It, it's hard. It is like like it, not, not, not only the fact that it's, it's technically demanding and stuff, but just the fact that like you're learning like a, a whole catalog of like of another one guy's particular style of, of lead playing, you know what I mean? And like just ad- adapting to how he wrote leads and melodies and like, and solos and stuff like that. And it's really been tough to just adapt to that whole idea of, of playing someone else's style. You know what I mean? But luckily the fact that like we're writing new material and stuff, like I got to express my, my own style a little more with the new stuff and like the solos that I write for the new material and even the riffs as well. Like, like it's my, it's my own riffs that I'm contributing to it and um and yeah like it's it's, it's been it's, it was tough at first but um after doing like like touring and stuff like that and and, and and like i said like adapting to different situations you know like shit sound you know feeling like shit you know some nights are better than the others just like adapting to like trying to play the solo as well every night that's something that I've, I've felt i've gotten pretty good at and uh and it's it's yeah like I'm, I'm just really like just stoked to be a part of part of this band and actually like be able to play his solos and and of course do my own thing for the new material you know what i mean like what like the stuff that i'm kind of writing is like like for like for instance in terms of mel- melodies and the actual solos and stuff it, it i i i do my own style but like i, I kind of like do it in his vein a little bit just like this the way he did things like just especially with um not even like solos just like just general like mel- melodies on like vital remain songs and stuff i kind of try to 
they make like just not not a whole lot but like to a degree like just follow the way he would like build tension with mel- melodies and stuff like that like I, I really paid a lot of attention to this on vital albums just like how how he would write write stuff like that and then how i i would like add my own style into it you know what i mean because like when people hear this album they're hearing you know like this this uh like the vital remains sound with an entirely di- entirely different lineup aside from tony you know what i mean so like what people want to hear is like obviously the vital remains sound but they don't want to hear the same album again but they don't want to hear something completely different you know what i mean so that's what i'm trying to do with the stuff that i'm i'm contributing on my part is to like actually do what dave did to a degree but like also actually play my own style as well you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's it's not i'm not i'm not just following him and what he did you know what i mean and the same thing with james as well because like I, i'm sure like ash you'd, you'd know this a lot like especially with um just like the last two vital remains albums and even like the ones before then like the whole blasting style that Dave would do would was was basically just the same thing. You know what I mean? It's just like that that hammer blast with the double strokes and going and everything like that. Yeah. Like and and you hear that on on like every blast on every song of like the last two albums. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what what I noticed what James is doing, especially with the new stuff, is he is doing that, but he's also adding more more of his own playing into it, and and, and it really shows. Like he's he's doing more like traditional blasting. You know, he's doing more of his own kind of beats and stuff like that. And and it's good to see that he is kind of doing what I'm doing as well. Like he's kind of keeping the bands like the, the same, the same style, but like adding mm. his own influence into it. You know what I mean? And it really, sh- it really, it really shows like on his part. And I feel it does on my part as well. And I think that like the actual new material we'll, we'll, we're writing, it really has that in the sound for sure. Oh yeah. Then the riffs that Tony's writing is really, really brutal as well. And I contribute a little to that as well. So it's, it's over, it's overall, it's coming, coming along mm. really well. I'm really happy with how it's turning out. So yeah, really glad to hear that you, you are getting that bit of input with writing with them. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, to hear. yeah, definitely. With, um, you did say like how he, he just pumps out riffs sometimes and he'll be like, can you chuck this in the, the riff bank? We've got sort of yeah, a similar yeah. concept that we sometimes experiment with as well. Yeah, it yeah. can be really <laughs> difficult though. Um, if you've just got riff here, riff here, riff here, when, um, you know, especially with yourself coming from the, the Primal Frost background, you've probably got yeah, yeah. a lot more structure going on. Is that going to work mm-hmm. with writing? Like, would you sort of just build a, a song and then refer to that riff bank and pull out a riff when you need it? Is that the idea? We can, yeah, we kind of do that. Like, that's that's kind of like what we're going to be doing, like, with future stuff is, like, because I've got this whole bank of, like, his riff ideas. And I, and I have I have it for myself. Like, even when I've just been here, like, back at home, like, I, like, like since I came home from the U.S. to, like, I come home from work. And like when I start practicing and playing and stuff like that, like I, I just come up with even when I'm not around the band or and, and, and or anything like that, like I just come up with my own lead ideas and stuff like that. And I and I kind of write down certain ideas that I can use with uh, with potential vital songs. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of like how their music is is they have like really brutal sections and then they have like a melodic section. And that's kind of what what we what we've done is like I have a whole bank myself of just like just general like melodic sections I could use for vital songs and. And I have this bank of like Tony's riffs and stuff. So like there's so many different ways we can like add one thing that I wrote into like this thing that he did and something that he did into like what I did. You know what I mean? So we have this whole bank of that stuff that like that's enough material to like that like I guess fit like the rest of the album and stuff like that. So it is so it is working out. And then of course, like there is the time the time that we actually do spend as a band writing music together and stuff like that. And that that's that's totally different, but that also works out for uh for getting new material written. So yeah. Cool, man. We'll, look, we'll probably start wrapping it up. Thanks heaps for your time. It's been fucking awesome to catch up with you and, and Absolutely, shoot yeah. the shit. So thanks heaps. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if people out there haven't heard um, Primal Frost, Dean's uh, initial band, make sure you do check him out. I think primalfrost.bandcamp.com is the best one. Yeah, uh, Bandcamp, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all, all that stuff. YouTube. Sick. And uh, yeah, make sure you check out their latest album, Prosperous Visions from 2014, which is an absolute ripper. Uh, one of the the best underground sort of uh, yeah folk metal stuff going going around. It's um yeah really fast and, and technical, obviously as you'd expect from a guitarist. <laughs> Vital remains, obviously. Um, and that's on Maple Metal Records from Canada as well, who also do sign a lot of um sick bands. And it seems like there's a pretty cool folk metal scene going on in Canada at the moment. So make sure you check all that out. Um, is there any other ways people can get in touch with you, Dean? Like, uh, do you encourage him to check out your YouTube channel and? email and whatnot yeah i've got like my own youtube channel like where i do like like i said like solo videos and stuff like that and um yeah i just got my personal facebook people people can just add me there and stuff if you want to ask questions whatever like um talk with me whatever tell me to go fuck myself whatever (laughs) yeah 
Sick dude. And just to put it in perspective as well, I'm not sure how old you are, but not 20 yet. Is that right? I just turned uh, 19 a few weeks ago. Far out. That's awesome. Keep it up, dude. I can just imagine where you're going to be in another 10 years. So yeah, super, super stoked for you. Um, Thanks. And and we'll uh, we'll head out the episode probably uh, with a song of yours, whether it's appropriate to use Vital Remains or not. Probably not, but maybe uh, maybe Uh, your favorite Primal Frost song would be pretty cool if, if you don't mind if we can play it. Yeah, absolutely, man. What what's a good one? Uh let's see. Probably uh I guess Distant Christ of War. Classic. <laughs> cool. So that's my favorite one. Sick dude. Any any final words or anything you wanna chat about before we go? Uh yes, yeah, wanna give a huge thanks to you guys for having me on and everything. It was good. I love catching up with you guys considering you're on the other side of the world and everything. And <laughs> it's it's great to just get in touch with you guys again and hopefully I'll come up to Australia soon. Hopefully you guys come back to, to Canada soon. You know, I'd love to see you guys again, party it up. You know what I mean? I've still got all the good videos from all the crazy shit we did <laughs> in the US. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, just thanks so much for having me. And uh, I just hope uh, shit keeps going well with playing the throne and you guys. And uh, and yeah, thanks so much, guys. Awesome, Cheers. man. Thanks, Thank dude. You. All the best. All right. It's good talking to you, cats.
Yeah.